Hello and welcome. Welcome to Revealing the Jewels of Autism, the podcast. I know it's been a while since we've done one of these and it's been very intense for sure. Um, I was hoping that this year would be a little bit easier energetically. I know the outside world is still going to be a little bit crazy and and it is, but the um, from the cosmic perspective and the energetic perspective, it still has been very um, wonky, I guess, and very um, a lot of change is still going on in the architecture of the planet. So we hope that you are all riding through these great changes with much grace and ease as possible. Our intention for the podcast when we began um is to is for the listeners to hear and feel the messages and transmissions with clarity and focus that you will listen with your hearts experience states of non-judgment in this space experience states of non-duality and experience the pure tones of love which comes from the zero point field the messages and transmissions will help you in shifting to the new platform, which is soul and heart-based, and that the messages will align each person to their unique soul mission and assist in internalizing the soul consciousness to live as an omniversal law of one being. So today I have the great pleasure and honor of um, having a conversation with Helen Costa, who is a published author and currently coaches women and mothers to reach their fullest potential, especially those with autistic children. She is mother to Zhao Carlos da Costa, who is an international autistic and nonverbal author himself. She works alongside her son supporting his mission and aiding him in his writing because of his poor motor skills. Having worked in the field of education for almost 30 years, after her son's autism diagnosis and because of his traits, she delved into the world of autism, self-development, and energy healing in the quest of her own self-growth and uh, self-healing. So she studied neuro-linguistic programming, coaching, pranic healing, and reconnective healing. Currently, she's an international representative of Rio Nida in Portugal, advocating for the rights of autistic children. She does energy healing and coaches mothers with autistic children to reach their fullest potential. And to contact Helen, um, you'll see links to her uh, website, Instagram page, and Facebook pages in the description. So I, I um, offer that to our listeners. Jean uh, Carlos Costa, her son, is an author devoted to the study and sharing of the autistic condition. Since 2012, Jean has published in the context of this thematic and collaborated with other national and international contributors, namely with Dr. Andrea Labuti, co authoring Autism A New Perspective. His recent publications include God's Little Boy. And I won't try to say it in Portuguese. <laughs> um, uh, and wake up your your soul and cure your life. 
uh, both published by Porto Editora. As a speaker, Zhao has participated in the video summit, Awaken to Autism, under the responsibility of Dr. Andrea Labuti and Dr. Wynne Fan. He integrated Espiral, a scientific publication on autism by the biologist, Dr. Allison Morotri, with drawings and descriptions. Zhao Carlos is also nonverbal autistic and currently living in Maya, Portugal. And you'll also find his links and Facebook page in the description as well. So welcome, Helen, and thank you so much for allowing me to have this conversation with you in honor of the upcoming Mother's Day in the US. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for the kind invitation. It is a real honor to be with you, to be with our listeners. And thank you for your wonderful work with the revealing the jewels of autism and in sharing the message. So it's wonderful to be with you today. And thank you also for the introduction uh, of both me and Joan. Um, you've touched the, the basic or the most important points uh, when it comes to both of us. Um, if you want me to talk a little bit about my, myself, um, I can further tell you, uh, go a little deeper into the introduction. Um, yeah, but I understand you have a yeah, message from Zhao that you want to share. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I was getting carried away, my dear Susan. Yes, yeah. let's then. <laughs> uh, Joel sent us, uh, wrote a message which he would like us to share. Uh, so I will read his text. Uh, One of the purposes of autism is to bring forth changes to our global society. On the whole, humankind has deviated from their true essence and brought much suffering upon itself and Mother Nature. Autism is on the rise to draw awareness and bring about real changes. The first changes have to occur within the household with parents becoming more life conscious and changing their beliefs in regard to the life sentence of an autism diagnosis. Autism and its behaviors and extreme sensibilities reflect the chaos of the inner and outer worlds of those that surround them. When parents become aware of these aspects and make shifts on their individual selves and parenting, great strides towards success of both can be achieved. So that is our message uh, written by Joan for this podcast. Yeah, and I think that's a wonderful way to begin because um, I know that both you and I have uh, experienced firsthand what he's what he's talking about, and it always it hasn't always been easy, you know. Um, and we've had this pre pre planning discussion, and you know, very similar to what you had experienced with Xiao raising him uh, the first several years. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that and what um, your life previously before knowing who Zhao actually is, what that was like. Yes, sure, Susan. So um, we can start off with, um, with Zhuang's uh, education, if you would um, like me to. So you basically uh, already uh, referred 
to some biographical aspects of Joan. Joan is 25 years old at the moment. He's considered on the severe side of the spectrum and he writes fluent Portuguese and English. He also has poor motor skills and writes with the, the support of my hand. And he defines himself as a soul doctor too. He's very spiritual, he's very intuitive. And he also gives consultations alongside Dr. Andrea and myself. And he has also inspired many international authors in the field of arts and has joined projects with them. And he wants to share his wisdom. So how did Joan's story come about? Um, Joan's education. He went to a state school here in Portugal. Uh, and he took part, or he was placed in a special needs classroom. Um, as a student, he was described by his teachers as very low functioning. Of course, he was nonverbal. He had a short attention span. He was considered to be hyperactive. So really, he was a little boy until the fourth grade, which was basically put aside by the system and to whom there was very little expectation of any kind. And uh, one Sunday afternoon, as I was uh, sitting with Joan, I was working alongside him, trying to teach him to draw numbers and capital letters. Um, suddenly, um, something happened, uh, which really shocked me, and I wasn't uh, awaiting it. Uh, or expecting it, and Joan wrote a whole sentence. Um, mm. And when when that happened, it was something which uh, completely turned our lives around. I was totally surprised. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I always felt it in my heart that Joan, um, there was more to him than what we could see, than what the eye could meet. Um, and of course, I had always wanted and yearned for his communication. But you know, when something seems to fall into your lap, yeah. uh, all of a sudden, you know, the universe yeah. throws right. what you ask for, ask and it shall be given. And sometimes <laughs> we're not expecting it, that it will suddenly fall onto our lap. And that is really what, what happened. One was in the fourth grade at, at the time. And I as I told you, was a little boy put aside, not much uh, expectations right. uh, for him. And all of a sudden, he writes a whole sentence. Yeah. Um, at the time. Well, can I clarify? Uh, can I clarify yes, uh, for a moment? Um, I know for people who uh, may not be familiar with some of the different kind of uh, communication um, methodologies. Um, you know, there's RPM, rapid prompting method, which uses letter boards. There's facilitated communication uh, where someone kind of supports uh, an autistic's arm or hand. Uh, and in, in Helen's case, right, I believe it's, it's not that you formally got trained in any of these modalities. Uh, and the, and the, I know I've seen a couple of videos of you or, and pictures of you uh, facilitating with him. And it just looks like a very light touch on his, uh, on the top of his hand, on his right hand. Is that right? So you have a, like a light yes, touch on his. Yes, it's a light touch that um, I give him on his right hand, as his right. So it's 
as a slight support. Um, right. Uh, to and, so, and so you were doing this one day with him. Um, it sounded like you had you you were you had his you had your hand over his right hand uh, to facilitate or help him learn to write letters and uh, color and things like that, right? Exactly. Was... I was trying to teach him to uh, the capital letters and numbers, how to draw them. Uh -huh. And instead, he wrote a sentence. <laughs> yes, and instead, all of a sudden, <laughs> we had been doing this for quite a few weeks, you know, uh, drawing the capital letters, the ABCs and the numbers. And all of a sudden, he writes a full sentence. And um, I was completely shocked, Susan. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah, um, I imagine. And um, I just remember I got up uh, and I I just uh, came to to my bedroom and I just looked up and I said thank you thank you thank you thank you and uh, the tears you know they ran down my eyes um, and I just I for me it was just a miracle that it had taken place in front yeah. of my eyes you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't really know how to explain this I, and I even doubted that I had seen what I was seeing yeah, and sure. um, when I came back to João and tried it uh, for for a second time I, you know my mind was um, sort of um, sabotaging me and saying maybe yeah. you saw it wrong maybe you won't repeat what he did before but the thing is Joan repeated what he had done and he continued to <laughs> to write full sentences um I cannot recall the first sentence he wrote Susan I think <laughs> it was it was so overwhelming you know I couldn't really um yeah, grasp all that was happening before my eyes yeah. um and so he continued and then uh, I also found out that he he knew how to calculate, he knew how to add, subtract, he knew, he knew how to multiply and divide. Um, and so um, then I went, uh, I had a meeting at his, at his uh, school and they wanted me to sign what his objectives or goals were for the year. Mm -hmm. And I was told that uh, for that year, he was in the fourth grade, so he was 10, 11 at the time. Uh, they told me that the objectives for that year would be for him to identify the numbers from one to five and maybe to be able to write or to identify his name and write his name, Juan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I heard the teachers, the special education teacher and the head teacher, um, I heard what they had to to tell me and to share, and I was thinking to myself, how am I going to to tell them? Yeah, uh, that is so he knows so much right. more. Right. And when they had uh, when they asked me to sign, you know, the the project for for that year, I said I wouldn't sign. That I did I would did not agree mm. that that the objectives for that year would be so um so elementary 
And I told him that uh, that he could read, he could write, and he could calculate. And of mm -hmm. course, you know, they just looked me in the eye and, <laughs> and they also became petrified. <laughs> I'll never forget yeah. uh, that episode. They couldn't believe it. And mm -hmm. they were unable to utter a word afterwards. And we mm -hmm. decided to put the meeting off um, because I wasn't... I wasn't going to sign it and they 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 simply didn't uh, take my word for what i had shared about you yeah they um, look at you like you're crazy don't they yes that's exactly yeah uh, what happened and as i walked out of that school that day i really felt i think it was my first experience as a non-autistic person mm. of what our children many times may feel which is right. to know something which is not grasped or even um believed on the part of another mm -hmm. so there was two the teachers were looking at me in total misbelief as if i was in well, i was incapable of my myself of perceiving my son as he right. was right you know <laughs> Himself. That's what I felt. Yeah. And so at the time, Juan was also um, working with a psychotherapist. Mm -hmm. And there was the work they were doing at the time was something more uh, very similar to RPM. He had a letter board mm -hmm. and he used to communicate with the letter board with her, uh, with me. At school, sometimes he took the letter board, but the teachers, they weren't very keen on their letter board and they no. didn't, you know. Mm -hmm. And and so the psychotherapist, when I shared with her what had happened and mm -hmm. what was, Joan was doing, um, she took my word for it. And mm. uh, she said she would go to the school. She went to the school and she took videos. Mm -hmm. uh, of uh, Juan working with me and writing and of course that same year in which Juan was uh, they were going to try and make him or teach him to write numbers one to five uh, to <laughs> identify numbers one to five and to write his uh, his name that same year yeah. he uh, they asked me to buy the textbooks of a fourth grader and they were going to teach him all the curriculum of the fourth grade mm -hmm. so of course at the time i was i was shocked once again but i think that being shocked is also part of our life journey I yeah think. yeah to wake up right it's like it's it's an awakening yeah. for yes, sure yeah. for sure well and how wonderful that somebody especially a professional believed you you know so i mean for anybody any of you professionals teachers therapists out there listening to this uh, and that um, you know they're they're up against you know systems too the ones that do believe in uh, these individuals that um, and they're trying to convince their uh, colleagues and school administrators um, as well that it makes such a huge difference um, in the lives of parents and these uh, individuals to to just be believed um, and so thank goodness for that woman it sounds like. And if you don't mind, if I could take a moment and from this Autism, A New Perspective book, I mean, I came across this last night as I was uh, thumbing through it to see if there was anything that um, would be good to share. And along those lines, you know, uh, this is on page 26. 
and um, Dr. Andrea Labuti asks him, so do you feel disconnected from life? And uh, this section he writes, we as, as individuals are colors of a rainbow with different needs. What is often done is that we are pressed into a baking tin that is always the same shape and dough. The baker sees the customers are not all satisfied. Some talk about their allergies, but he continues baking the same way in the hope that his customers get used to his baking. That explains what most of my life has been like, trying to fit all of me into a preconceived idea of what may be best for me, even if the response is always showing the opposite. As long as I can recall, people in general do not look at me, but at my autism. Even though they see that autism varies from individual to individual, they stick to assumptions of what they have heard. I mean, that's such a that's such a heart wrenching way of, of saying it. But you know, it's right that they. I, I love the analogy of the um, the baker. You know, even though some people yes. are getting sick from your your, <laughs> you know, you go, they keep baking the same things. They all well, just keep taking it, okay, and you'll get used to it. And after a while. Um, uh, you'll, uh, you know, hopefully look as much like everybody else does, uh, and we can try to hide your autism as much as possible. Um, and unfortunately, that's the way I think Sandy grew up, and a lot of a lot of other, um, especially nonverbal or beyond verbal autistics. And so, um, you know, you have to give these individuals so much credit for uh, what they've had to put up with you know, in a sense. And, um, and, and, you know, for the most part, they still are, uh, have loving, uh, heart-based souls. So it's really, really amazing, um, who these, uh, individuals are. And, um, it's amazing how Zhao has been able to come to write all that he's, has written. So anyway, sorry to detract, but I thought, you know, I have no, to it's extreme. That. It's extremely important what you're focusing on, uh, Susan. It's extremely important because I think there are some um, keywords there, or um, which is there are different colors of a rainbow, and what happens in the school system most of the times. And it was a very challenging time for for Zhuang at school because um, oftentimes, at least from my experience. Um, here, Juan took, uh, he was placed in a spe special uh, needs classroom. They followed, uh, they followed the teach um, methodology for uh, autistic individuals. Mm -hmm. And I'm not here to say whether the methodology is good or bad. I think all methodologies have good aspects and less uh, and their uh, weaknesses too. Mm -hmm. The only thing is when you apply always the same methodology to all individuals, Right. you are not catering for their needs mm -hmm. and so it really brings about many challenges and Juan was one uh, was uh, a student which didn't really conform according to his characteristics um very well to that methodology and mm -hmm. so that brought about many many challenges right and it was like he said uh, the baker continued with the same process with the same ingredients making the same dough there was, uh, <laughs> even though he was seeing that uh, it wasn't working but they kept on doing right. the same thing 
Um, so it's important that as parents and even professionals, we have our eyes wide open, our ears, and to look at this our children and to see how they are reacting and it's even more uh, important when we are uh, dealing with uh, non-autistic with autistic individuals who are non-verbal mm -hmm. yeah because many times the then the problems that we have in terms of behavior right. have got to do with the increased frustration of yeah. not uh, of competence not being presumed of having so many um, people having so many low, uh, low expectations, right. um, and then and they so keep, I yeah the behaviors they keep saying well that's that's their autism so we have to get that under control you know so they bring yes. in a behavior analyst you know and they um, so anyway it's uh, it, it just becomes um, such a like a closed, like being in a closed box and this uh, spiral that you just can't get out of, you know? And yes. I mean, that has to feel uh, like insanity at times, you know? So um, you can understand uh, times why they would escape uh, and escape to a higher realm and then be able to, you know, commune with um, higher vibrational beings where they can experience more of that uh, pure, love and um, acceptance mm -hmm, and soul essence that you know they really uh, really came to be so it's um you know your story is uh you know quite amazing and uh Zhao shows the incredible nature and uh, the resilience of who of who he is um so anyway you uh he after all of this it sounded like you know he he did get somewhat of a quote um, mainstream education as they, uh, as yes. teachers saw, demonstrated that he did understand, but, um, you know, it sounded like that still had frustrations. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Um, yes. So then he, he, um, started to have a mainstream curriculum, um, adapted to a certain extent to his needs. However, the challenges continued because um, once again, they wanted him, uh, we had 90 minute lessons here in Portugal and Juan was unable to sit, for instance, 90 minutes in a classroom um, right. with the tables all lined up, etc. And then um, being in the classroom and having the teachers um repeat contents mm -hmm. um of a lesson that also made it extremely frustrating because he had already picked up and understood the contents right so <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he wanted he is you know the increased monotony uh wanting yeah. to get away not being able and not teachers not perceiving that he did not need so much time to be in the classroom mm -hmm. uh, so that we uh, we continue to have many many challenges in the system right. uh, because um he did not conform either way to uh to what was mainstream to what was considered normal right but anyway he managed to be in the system until he was he did the ninth grade and he left the system when he was uh, 18. But all these years at school, despite his knowledge, the knowledge that he had, he showed and shared, 
even in other fields, uh, mm -hmm. teachers never found much interest um, in deepening their knowledge mm -hmm. um, in mm -hmm. regard to that. And when he was 17 years old, João developed seizures. Mm -hmm. And um, that was, a I think it was uh, an accumulation of all the stress that um, that he had lived throughout uh, throughout those uh, those years. Mm -hmm. um, although, they, of course, I know that uh, our, our children, many many children with autism, developed seizures. But I think the the stress, the heavy stress, um, yeah, put on Juan. Yeah. Uh, I think it also contributed, and and that was when he was seventeen, and it was also a very challenging and painful time, mm -hmm. because Juan, uh, when he had his first seizure, it was a very strong uh, seizure, um, and when he came home, he wrote to me uh, that he wanted he wanted to die, oh. uh, he wanted to give up. And oh, he gosh. wanted to die, and he asked me not to, uh, not to delay the process. Oh. And he said that uh, he also added that he wouldn't be able to accomplish his life mission. Mm. Um, and during his adolescence and all uh, all these years until he was seventeen, he always used to write that he wanted to be an holistic uh, holistic doctor and also mm. a soul doctor. Mm. And he used to write, uh, he used to write short stories at the time mm. in which he was a character, he was a little boy. Oh. And in these short stories, he used to uh, have conversations with God. So he, that's why his book is called God's Little Boy, his first oh. book. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's, got, it's based on the short stories he wrote in oh, which wow. he was a character, he used to talk to God. Mm -hmm. And it, the conversations he had with God were basically telling God that this planet, Earth, mm -hmm. was very dense. Mm -hmm. um, people, uh, there wasn't much love. Um, and there wasn't much awareness. And he want, did not want to be here. He did oh, not gosh. want to be here and he would not be able to accomplish his, mm -hmm. his mission. Because mm -hmm. the the necessary circumstances. Um, yeah, we're not here. Yeah. And yeah. it was a very, it was a painful moment, but I could feel it in my heart. I understood, I understood João and yeah. how, how hurt and uh, he felt and how he, he felt so much trapped in a body. Yeah. in a context um, on this earth plane that he just wanted to give up mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i just recall at the time i just looked you in the eye and i said whatever whatever you decide whatever is decided i will accept i will not hold you back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and wow. and then he just added the well the masters they're holding conversations they're going to come up with a decision, so just let it be. Mm. And so I just let it let things off there. And a few days later, then he um, he shared another message, and he said, um, "I am going 
I think I, I am going, I'm willing to accomplish my life mission. Mm. And I want to publish a book. I mm. want to give voice to those who do, do not have a voice like me. Yeah. And I want to publish a book. And so I, once again, Susan, I felt petrified because <laughs> now I was, you know, I've always been low profile and I didn't want to be all of a sudden, yeah. um, you know, go public. That was, <laughs> you know. I know that feeling too. <laughs> so I, I, throughout my life journey, I've always felt somehow the universe puts me in a tight corner in which yeah, I yes, yes. get out of my comfort zone. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, so I, I, I looked once again in the eye and I thought to myself, well, you, you've always been asking you, the, uh, the universe, the, the thing that you wanted most was your son to communicate. So now yes. he's telling you, he wants to communicate okay yeah. <laughs> he wants to go out there yeah. so are you having second thoughts about it now yeah. <laughs> and and i couldn't say no so i set forth and and when i went to a publishing company the first one they were extremely eager uh, to to publish Joan's book they oh, were wow. very enthusiastic with this story mm -hmm. it was a bestseller god's little mm -hmm. boy mm -hmm. in Portugal. it was a bestseller it sold ten thousand copies here in mm -hmm. portugal mm -hmm. and um and when joan came up to me at the time and he said he wanted to write the book immediately from that day on no longer did he write short stories mm -hmm. no longer was he the little boy or a character Mm. He be, he started writing about autism. He started writing about the world. He started writing about um, about education, how he perceived the world. Yeah. Um, what's the message of autism on our planet? Um, yeah. What what can be done in order to bring about change, mm -hmm. not only to our children but also to to our planet in itself. Right. And so we, we immediately got a different type of writing. We got a, a different Joao. Yeah. And when he was 18, when he turned 18, um, his first book was published. Mm, wow. Wow. And I just want to add um, for our listeners that the Autism, A New Perspective with Dr. Andrea Labuti, that one is in English, but the other books aren't translated into English at this time, right? Is that right? No, at the moment they're not. Um, but they will so. be. Yeah, they will be. <laughs> I feel like yeah, we're going to put that out to the universe. They will be translated yeah. because I would love to read the other books too. So yes, um, I've been looking for publishers, um, but the universe has, still has not sent me the publisher for his books in English. Um, oh, oh. But when the time is right, things happen. So yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and if I might add to, um, you know, and just thinking about this conversation and what Zhao experienced as a teenager and how difficult it was for him to sit in a classroom, et cetera, et cetera, that, you know, I mean, for us, you know, uh, for, for our listeners that may be new to um, uh, our story, uh, my, my daughter, Sammy, is a nonverbal autistic and I have an older son who has 
Down syndrome, but also a typical son, um, you know, who's 20. And, you know, I have to say that I think in raising my other kids, it made me aware of just that the education system in general is not the way it's been operated. It's just in general, not, not been good for our kids in general. So, um, you know, because they're also trying, they're, they're trying to conform them into a sort of a box and not allowing them, as um, Zhao says in his statement that he uh, wrote for us, you know, that um, on the whole, humankind has deviated from their true essence and brought much suffering upon itself and Mother Nature. And I think that's true for, you know, all our kids if when we try to raise them to be um, something that they may not be, you know, and that either we're taking them away from their true essence, you know. So um, in breaking down these education system, what doesn't work for the autistics and, and I think just other special, uh, special needs, quote, special needs children um, themselves and the typical children population that uh, in a sense, it's kind of, they're like, they're like an impetus, you know, to break it down. Uh, because yeah, as, as teenagers, there's so much going on in your bodies. There's changes happening. There's so many hormonal changes that I can only imagine that many of them don't want to be sitting there, um, you know, with desks in rows and having to listen to the same lecture over and over and repeating um, the same lesson over and over and then being tested, um, you know, to see if you remembered, you know, uh, some facts that, you know, are really going to not have any uh, meaning in your life, you know. So um, I think that's what a lot of these uh, kids are doing, uh, individuals are doing. And um, I can see that aspect of Zhao as a soul doctor then because he is wanting people to come back to their soul, their true essence, you know. So anyway, um, that thought was coming up as you were talking. Uh, talking about it. So they're, they're systems busters. <laughs> they're breaking down systems. Yes, they're a breaking down system. And there is, like, like you say, there is a lot of, lot of pain within school walls. Yeah. Uh, our children are suffering. Um, and I think changes have to bring, uh, be brought about. And I think things will soon change because we cannot mm -hmm. keep on going with the way we have been. Um, mm -hmm. going so uh, basically that's how um, Joao and his books um, mm -hmm. came about and mm -hmm. and then and how, yeah go ahead I was going and now to to refer to talk uh, how we came across Dr. A Andrea oh, and yeah his, um, that's an amazing story too yeah go ahead please yes uh, since we've touched the aspect of of Joao's book and uh, together with Dr. Andrea. Mm -hmm. uh, so Joao wrote these books, they were published in Portugal. And then one day I had uh, a friend of mine who saw online um, Dr. Andrea's book being uh, published, Awa um, Awakened by Autism. Mm -hmm. And this friend came up to me and she said, I think, I think you should have a read of this book and you should look into its author. It might mm -hmm. be of interest, you know, but I didn't, um, I didn't really give it much emphasis to what she was uh, telling me and I just mm -hmm. let it off there. 
And then sometime later, um, I came across it again. And when I came across it, I said, I think someone told me that I had to look into uh, this book and into mm -hmm. the author. And so I bought the book, Awakened by Autism, and I was totally surprised and I liked the book. And mm -hmm. immediately I wrote to Dr. Andrea because um, I was very thrilled because of the aspect of Dr. Andrew being a physician, mm -hmm. having a child with autism, and um, having, you know, a much broader perspective on what autism uh, can be. So having, having this um, spiritual perspective too on autism. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to her and we started um, sharing messages. And then one day, uh joan came up to me once again and he asked me to write you know mm -hmm. and so when um we sat down at the table and he wrote that he wanted to write to dr andrea and mm -hmm. he wrote her a message mm -hmm. and in that message he shared with her that he had been receiving messages that they should join hands mm -hmm. and that's how the the they started exchanging uh, um, letters insights mm -hmm. uh, joan started answering questions mm -hmm. uh, which were um which were put and also this gave rise to the consultations with dr andrea mm -hmm. joan as a sole doctor and myself mm -hmm. and um and then we compiled all the information and this book came about autism mm -hmm. a new perspective mm -hmm. um yeah so that's a, it's a wonderful journey. book mm -hmm. it's a wonderful book um for those listeners who may not have it it's uh because yeah it is uh like a series of questions it looked i mean part of it looks like uh um letters being written back and forth um and questions being asked by dr andrea and um Zhao. Jail answers them and they're um they're really profound and deep answers so i encourage anybody who may not have the book to get it. and in this one you can you can get through uh through amazon autism a new perspective so yeah it's a beautiful book and really amazing Zhao's uh, insights and uh, just his ability to communicate so so clearly he writes with such clarity um and uh, you know if you don't mind me saying i think I, and i think um the reason why these autistics quote autistics are able to um write more clearly when there's someone facilitating either through a letter board or uh in um, helen's case uh, a light touch on their hand um you know they're so multi-dimensional they access so much and they vibrate so high uh, that um, you know you like you become like a grounding mechanism, a way for them to kind of to focus their energy by um, you know I think for you Helen by with that light touch and being uh, focused yourself. When I see what you write in your posts and and things, you know you can kind of see um, the focus and the and the clarity um, that that uh, comes through. And um, I think you, I think energetically, you know, um, you're helping him with that. 
but um, certainly, yeah, the words are Zhao's and they're, um, they're really beautiful. I mean, it's a really beautiful way of, of, of looking at them, of looking, looking at uh, humanity in, in general. So, um, you know, and it's an, it's an amazing journey that you two have been on. And it sounds like you're just opening to a whole nother chapter um, in your life together, you know, now still together um, uh, as a soul to soul, you know, mother and son, but really now soul to soul since he uh, is an adult. And, you know, I was wondering if you could talk to that a little bit of where you're finding yourself um, now. Well, at the moment, I feel that Zhuang and I are walking alongside. Um, throughout these years, I was very much focused um, on Zhuang. Uh, I think that happens to most mothers or a great number of mothers with special mm -hmm. needs children. And so throughout these years, I sort of lost the focus on myself. You know, I was always um, I was always putting my attention on Zhuang, on his work, on his voice. And that led me to a point in which I succumbed. You know, I, I mm -hmm. felt ill and uh, I also I came to a place in which I could not um, I had lost sort of lost my identity. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt that uh, even when I introduced myself to to people, mm -hmm. I was so much Joan's voice that when I introduced myself, I would I would say, "Hi, I'm Joan's mom." Mm -hmm. uh, and I, you know, the Helen yeah. had been forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, when I fell ill, then um, I had to do my own inner journey, my own self healing too, um, and that's how my book came about. Mm -hmm. uh, during the process, I I discovered or I my self healing journey. Then I said, okay, I am Juan's mother. I am here to help him, to support him, to be his voice uh, because uh, he's got his own voice. But I, I have to bring it to the world. Mm -hmm. Any uh, anyway, I have to have my own voice too. I have to have my own identity. Mm -hmm. And so I got my voice. I published my book, mm -hmm. and now my uh, as we walk alongside, we have two projects alongside. We have Juan's project. Mm -hmm. We have his books. We have his message, and then we have my own project. We have my book. We oh. have we have uh, my voice. Me talking uh, about parenting to mothers, uh, mm -hmm. coaching mothers with right. autistic children so we have we are together but we are somehow walking alongside and we are not one because before mm -hmm. it was as if i had renounced or given up on myself yeah. um just to be part of joan's world and now we've we've broken uh, we're not apart. We say we're walking together in a different yeah. way, in which uh, each of us um, treads the path of self-healing um, together, but mm -hmm. in a different manner. Mm -hmm. And that makes a lot of sense, based on you know um, just Zhao's age. You know, be, being an adult 
now that there is something different that happens. Um, I know Sammy is, you know, she's going to be 22 this year. And yeah, and my older son, who has Down syndrome, it is, it is different. All of a sudden, you know, they still require a lot of physical um, help, but um, it, it is different because now they're adults. And, you know, uh, for my kids, I feel like, yeah, more of a caregiver and not a parent. And, you know, it's kind of you know, taken me a little bit of time to, to shift on how I interact with them and, and care for them. But yeah, um, being, uh, recognizing that you're a unique soul, you know, and then Zhao is a unique soul himself. And um, yeah, you're, you're, you're walking together as souls. And, you know, I, I would imagine that that is kind of what Zhao wants as well, right? I mean, um, for you to recognize your own being as, as, a, as a soul here and as a woman and um, a mission, uh, that mission that you're doing together and yet you're having a, uh, a global impact on changing the perceptions of autism and also supporting moms so um it sounds like an exciting adventure uh that you're both on and when i see your posts now um you know on instagram on facebook i just love all the the pictures that you you know have taken of yourself and um you know and beautiful hairdos and your makeup and you know your outfits um i've had a lot of fun watching watching that and being feeling inspired by that that um that yeah it's still important to take care of ourselves you know um to the best degree that we we each can um so can you talk a little bit about that what kind of inspired all of all of that in, in a sense um, yes um why i do that it's extremely important normally when i introduce myself I, many uh, most often i say that i i am a woman i am a mother and then i am a teacher and energy and so on and the, the reason why i focus on this aspect is susan mm -hmm. when i say i'm a woman it's not because i want to stress the gender aspect right. um it's rather it's rather that autism and this life journey has brought to my perception the power that we as women hold of creation and of transformation of our lives mm -hmm. and also the importance of um self-care um and it is extremely important that we stop and we we think what are we feeding ourselves on mm -hmm. um and so we need we and when we we think of what we're feeding ourselves on it's not only on food so we have to cater for what what uh, our nutrition for mm -hmm. our diet mm -hmm. um uh, but we also have to cater to other aspects. Uh, we have to feel uh, healthy. We have to feel beautiful. Um, we mm -hmm. have to feel loved. We have to feel lovable. Mm -hmm. um, and all this is important so that we, once again, um, we, feel connect, we feel connected to to ourselves we have to feed ourselves first we have to feed our inner essence yeah. and um because 
many times uh, our excessive focus on the outside on others this lead to leads to an inner disconnection yeah mm-hmm. and so this going back to self-care and um this leads to an an inner connection which will then help us to transform our lives and to make us stronger to feel more worthy to feel more acceptable uh, mm-hmm. uh, to and this will help us tremendously and helps us tremendously uh, in building a stronger connection with our children and all others uh, whom we relate with so we have to pay special attention to what we're feeding on what are our thoughts Mm-hmm. Uh, what is our diet? What are our contexts? We have to pay special attention to the people who we uh, go around with. Are mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. are they making us um, feel energetic? Is our energy expanding, or or are yes. they sort of removing our energy? Right. Um, so we have to pay special uh, attention to these aspects and um that is something which i try through my posts to mm-hmm. uh, to send the message out the yeah. importance of self-care and to cater to our inner needs too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no it's a i think it's a very um needed message and you know i think wonderful for um yeah this um mother's day uh, that's coming up but um yeah, it's something that becomes easily neglected. I mean, I think just raising a typical child, you know, uh, that tends to happen to mothers, but especially for uh, caring for, and as you say, walking alongside these uh, very high vibrational autistics, um, it becomes uh, even more important. Do you have any, because sometimes I know it can be very, very, you know, the day can get filled up with uh, lots of chores and um, and a lot of chores and, you know, the, the daily things that need to, to get done. Um, do you have any little tips about, you know, if you have five minutes or what you can do or what, well, what is it that you do that uh, brings you back into kind of that essence of, um, feeling cared for you have anything that you might want to share about that to mothers well i i feel it's extremely important that we in uh, our daily lives day to day that we have some time for ourselves and Mm -hmm. it's when our children wake up and we and the day go the day goes along it's it becomes more difficult at times for us then to find a space where we can be uh, by ourselves so mm-hmm. one of the things that we co- we can do is to try for instance to get up a little earlier uh, mm-hmm. five or ten minutes and we have breakfast on our own or we can go for a short a short walk or we can meditate or we can even have a nice warm bath which is some of, uh, of the things which I do and that helped me tremendously because it mm. is my time, it is me time. Yeah. So when Juan uh, wakes up, then I have already had time to myself. Mm. Um, and that is extremely important because you, you, get, you get your mood set 
completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, you do not wake up and you're already on the go. Mm-hmm. You wake up and you've got time to your to yourself. And when your child or your family wakes up, then you are already in a different mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, meditating for me is one of the things that really that really helps me, and that can even be done while we're walking. Mm-hmm. Just going outside into nature uh, and walking uh, five ten minutes uh, mm-hmm. by ourselves is extremely um, rewarding. Mm-hmm. I also like to um, light up uh, essence, a little candle, mm-hmm. and um, just be, just be in the now. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen to listen to some uh, music. Um, I also make it to throughout the week. I always uh, schedule mm-hmm. uh, to have a tea with friends. Mm. So I set an hour. Uh, per week or two in which I uh, have tea with friends and I get someone to be with Shuan so that I can have that time for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it is extremely important that we find these moments where we can be with ourselves or that we can be uh, with friends so that when we come back, we can uh, we have a different mood and we can feel more connected to our children sometimes it's not about the quantity of time that we spend with our children it's mostly about quality and if we in our schedule our daily schedule um we manage to find 10 minutes for ourselves five or ten minutes for ourselves that can make a huge difference Mm -hmm. yeah because um your, your inner state uh, definitely contributes to how, you know, we respond to um, our children. And yeah, if you can have a sense of inner, inner peace, um, uh, it, it definitely uh, helps me to be, to be more patient. I mean, yeah, my life is, you know, can be a little bit crazy too here, but yeah, I always make sure, I always like to get up before everybody. Well, not, I don't get up first. My husband usually gets up first, but yeah, that first cup of cup of tea is <laughs> mine. <laughs> yeah, um, and um, I think you know, and just being able to connect with other moms like you and in, in this uh, process, um, it is really really helpful. And uh, hopefully, our conversation here um, between the two of us um, is um, inspiring others out there to, you know continue to do what you do and give um, mothers and parents the courage when to say no to uh, the school systems if it's really really you know not resonating anymore are you really feeling like you can't you know this this uh this situation at school is not a good thing anymore um to uh, have the courage to say uh, that, that enough is enough and this is not working and um, it's maybe it's not just their behaviors <laughs> maybe it's the way um, the system is structured and how how people are interpreting behaviors or um, that uh, also contributes to the dysregulation of our kids and 
in the school systems because um, it is a it's what it's as some say you know it's not a sprint this is more of a marathon um, and you know at least the current state of what how the world is you know we uh, have to manage our energy reserves and also you know like you're saying our consciousness reserves you know be with people who are um vibrationally different you know who have changed or are changing their consciousness and not stuck in the same um patterns of of thinking of negativity um and i think one of the things that i love that you promote too is that um that we're not victims you know yes because uh, it could feel like that i know i've felt like that at times when i was raising my kids uh you know, why is this happening to me? You know, why is there so much responsibility uh, piled on me? And, and you do, you feel like a, a victim to, to life. Um, but uh, raising these individuals, and like you were saying, kind of being boxed in at times, like, okay, <laughs> this is what you have to do next, and, and, and forcing us into doing things that are outside our comfort zone. Um, yes it's uh you know it's like it's broken me down um of who i thought i was and uh it sounds like a similar thing with you helen and then allowing that soul to to emerge and you can feel powerful as a soul being you can feel powerful as a woman as a mother because there is great power in what you you know you're saying um Bringing, uh, kind of holding that creation energy, you know, in a way, um, in a different way than, than a man does, you know. So um, I think I, that's why oftentimes we see in these families that make a turn in how they perceive their autistic uh, children. It's usually the mom um, that makes that shift first. And then um, it sets a tone in the in the household for uh, continued change and growth. So, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Um, yes, I think I think what is important, uh, Susan, is for us to uh, to bring about change. We do not have to take giant steps. We need to start off with baby steps. Mm -hmm. um, and getting out of our comfort zone, doing some, doing something, trying to get out of our comfort zone, a little thing a day, mm -hmm. is going to bring about changes which we might not even um, be aware of. They're, little things matter. Mm. And the importance of saying no, it is extremely important that we learn that saying no is just as important as saying yes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes as mothers, we always feel that we have to say yes. We have to say yes to all the demands. We have to say yes to all the responsibilities. We have to say yes. Mm -hmm. And it is about time that we also learn that no can also come out from a place of love. Right. Mm -hmm. And that it is important that we learn to establish boundaries, that mm -hmm. we learn to negotiate, that we learn to ask for help. Because mm. sometimes we we uh, 
things become a great burden on ourselves. And most right. of the times, it's not because um, the others, they, they want us to do to take on all the responsibilities. Sometimes it is us who take on all the responsibilities. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we have also have to learn to ask for help within the household or mm -hmm. within our uh, friendships and relationships. Um, because learning throughout my life journey, I was always, before autism came into my life, mm -hmm. I was successful, I was independent, mm -hmm. I, was, uh, I was capable of making my own decisions. Um, I didn't need um, much help from the outside. Now, autism came along and all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, with all the therapies and with all the challenges, I felt I was no longer in the driver's seat. Yeah. Um, I, I did not have the control of everything. Um, and it was, it was very difficult and very painful, Susan, for mm -hmm. me to accept the help from others. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I had people that when they came across Joan, um, they wanted to help me and, uh, uh, in terms of therapies, etc. And I had great, great trouble in accepting that mm. people um, that people may want to help me because I think we've also been conditioned that when we are when we receive something from somebody, that to a certain extent that we establish a compromise that we um, that we have to give back in the same order and in the same font etc and yeah. it's not always like that right. i think that we have we have to have a balance of the energy of receiving and of giving mm -hmm. and we we have to give but we also have to have the ability to receive and to let the the other person have have the opportunity to give and then it is important that we give back to the universe that we keep the mm -hmm. energy going yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we will have, we will some, somehow be bonded with the person, right. uh, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm coming across clearly, but the mm -hmm. thing is, yeah. it is important for us to, to, to give, but also to receive, to say yes, but also to say no. And when mm -hmm. we establish boundaries and when we keep the energy flowing, then everything tends to flow uh, more easily and and uh, our children will feel better because we feel better too right so those are some of the things which i learned i really had to get out of my um comfort zone and i i learned throughout my life journey i also learned it the hard way it brought mm -hmm. many tears to me when i had to face all these expenses uh, oh. with Joan. Mm -hmm. um and i had i depended solely on myself mm. and um i had to i had to learn that other people might also want to to help and that i should give them the opportunity of um mm, of making part of my life project yeah. um yeah so um yeah. i think it, it's extremely important and also I think we should be very conscious um, and get out of the 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 victim mode. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, 
yeah i think i think it's i think that's very very important yeah not to see ourselves as victims um yeah so we we have to mm -hmm. work it's extremely important that we work on our feelings of mm -hmm. um of shame and guilt i went through them too you know mm -hmm. the feelings of shame or feeling or feeling that we're not worthy or, or that we're not enough and I because I think too that you know that the society sees our kids as um uh, and I still call them kids you know even though they're relatively our uh children whether they're adults or not but um that society sees them as kind of less than and so if we are kind of energetically wearing this uh robe energy robe of victim you know but you are we are less than it, it kind of you know that image uh we're contributing towards it yeah you know yeah that's what i think you know that's what it feels like um and if we uh really can acknowledge them as these really amazing spiritual you know beings and um just vast souls and you know we begin to to kind of emanate that you know we kind of put a different kind of cloak around our kids as well so and I think that's one of the things that I've loved seeing about your posts um, and your pictures, that it just looks so, you look vibrant, it's inspiring that, no, I'm not a victim, I'm, you know, I'm doing this journey with my, my son, and I am an honored and proud uh, to be doing this. That's what it feels like, you know, the way you are presenting now. So it's really um, powerful, and I uh, give you so much credit, I mean, really amazing. Um, like and you're describing, have you done it by it's yourself? Re it's really how I feel, uh, Susan. I do yeah. not just feel myself as a victim. On the contrary, I, I mm -hmm. feel, I feel, I practice gratitude every day. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, it's not because it's trendy or because somebody right. <laughs> told me to. But when I look at my life, and I, I feel that. Um, I can only be grateful because despite the challenges that autism brought into my life and the tears, I think there's mm -hmm. also been so much transformation, so much mm -hmm. inner transformation on myself. I, I think I have grown up so much as an individual. Right. I think that my son has brought so many changes into our house, household. Mm -hmm. uh, autism has also... Um, brought about uh brought people into our lives that that um, yeah. i never managed it has brought people together from different continents you and i are here at at the right. moment right. um you're part of my circle susan's as so as uh are so many others um mm -hmm. in the us in now in brazil and mm -hmm. from other places of the world and i I just look at my life in awe and I say, Helen, you can only be grateful for all you have and for all the love that you that you feel that is given to you. Mm -hmm. And so, Susan, um, of course, at times, and you, we have already shared, you know, we, mm -hmm. re we feel overwhelmed, we feel mm -hmm. down, we feel, but I think everybody goes through, life is like that for right. everybody. We have our ups, we have our downs, Right. Uh, but I think when you look at life, as life is always presenting us with opportunities of growth. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And if we look at, at life in that sense, then and not as uh, life is uh, against you, 
Right. Uh, then you look at the events with a different focus, with a different in a different manner, mm -hmm. and you get out of you feel more empowered uh, when you feel that life is is happening for for us to grow. And sometimes even in our darkest moments, mm -hmm. I think that life is really helping us shift. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I had. Yeah, yes. Um, I had a very dark moment with Joan a year ago. I mm. really felt, you know, it was one of the the worst uh, phase I think that I went through with Joan having him hospitalized mm. in a psychiatric hospital because of his seizures. Um, mm -hmm. But when I look back, I see so much growth happened in my life. So many shifts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I got away from contacts which were, weren't serving me. I mm -hmm. got away from people who weren't serving me. Uh, <laughs> I ca became closer to to people who are more vibrationally uh, equivalent. I brought mm -hmm. about changes within myself, which otherwise um, I would on. not have done because mm -hmm. my focus was uh on things that i wanted to change but i was too fearful to change mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you know uh, you're caught up in this whirlwind yeah. in which you think you're going to to lose your mind in which you you find yeah. that you, you won't be able to get out of it but when things subside and you look at okay uh, let me see what is life teaching me or what was life trying to tell me right then you look at things with a different perspective and you can really see that life is always working for us mm -hmm. we're always on the right path mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's and then and in some ways i feel like um uh, you know some of the challenges that we've gone through for so many years in dealing with uh you know kind of those crisis quote crisis moments that even now with this what's going on in the world these pandemics and people you know um acting out that i feel like um because of having gone through um some challenges raising our you know our, our children that uh i feel like i can weather what's going on in the outside and um there's an internal there's an internal calm you know uh sort of a peace and a, and a, a trust because we've kind of had to live like that for a long yes. time you know um that uh, and and just being able to discern better uh because getting in touch with our inner nature i think helps us to discern what's going on and um, i definitely feel like um raising sammy and uh, our son chris and just raising my children in general you know um had, had kind of developed um developed that inner guidance system you know to be able to discern what's what's happening now and um like you're saying to uh, there's a, the level of trust you know in the process because the the universe is <laughs> as they say right the universe is conspiring to give us what we want um and it certainly sounds like that's happened you know in your life and Zhao's life so um yeah with that um, yeah we've gone i think about an hour and 20 minutes uh 
And it's been a wonderful, wonderful conversation um, talking to you. Do you have any more last minute thoughts? Or um, I just feel like Xiao is here in my heart and he is really uh, enjoying um, this conversation. And um, it feels like he's saying the light bulbs that will go off for uh, uh, people who may just be, and new parents that just may be on that, on the verge of, you know, accepting that maybe their kids are uh, really spiritual soul beings here to teach us. Um, it feels like um, people are gonna are gonna light up a bit more. So, do you have any last comments or words that you want to? Yes, add? I would say, Susan. I would say that we, if we practice gratitude every day for our children, and if we look at ourselves mm -hmm. from a place of wholeness then we will look at our children from a place of wholeness. And I think mm -hmm. that much love and peace can be brought to, to ourselves, to our families, to our children and to this world. And I mm -hmm. completely relate to what you say, despite all the chaos, I do feel in my heart, this calm um, and tranquility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we know that in, in the end, all is well and that the universe is always conspiring in favor mm -hmm. of us and never against. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for joining me for this uh, podcast. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, as I've said, and I tell other people, I'm not really an interviewer. So I just like to say, you know, we're having a conversation. <laughs> um, so I hope all of you out there listening have enjoyed this conversation. And again, refer to the uh, description, the podcast description for the links, how to contact Helen um, and uh, follow Zhao on his, his Facebook page as well. And uh, the one book, Autism, A New Perspective is in English. You can get that on Amazon. His other books are available in, um, in Portuguese. So I think um, they're, they're offered in Brazil and Portugal right now. And um, so for Anything about that, Helen? Is that, is that right? Yes, yeah, these books are available in Brazil and in Portugal, the Portuguese ones, and uh, on Amazon, Autism and New Perspective. Okay. Yeah, and people can reach me, the links that I gave you are on my website, www.helencoster.com. Okay, sounds great. I hope, I'm sure a lot, of, more, a lot more people reach out to you. Uh -huh. It, um, you know, and uh, it, they may have more questions to ask you or, or comments. But yeah, definitely follow Helen on uh, her Instagram and Facebook. It's really inspiring to see <laughs> some of the great pictures she puts up um, and just uh, insights and wisdom that's coming from her soul. Um, so I'll wrap it up for today. And um, next month, well, in June, which is a Father's Day coming up, I have a interview or a conversation scheduled with a dad who um, has also their family is raising a, a quote beyond verbal autistic and I believe he is also having telepathic communications with his son so I look forward to um, sharing that with everyone so thank you very much everybody and please stay well and continue to uh, as Helen said practice gratitude every day um, our lives are changing, the earth is changing, and these high vibrational autistics, as uh, Zhao has said, is to bring forth changes to our global 
society. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Sue.